What's up, guys? Alex here, AJNashville.com, here with Mr. Luis Aguero. Hey, guys. Did I say it right? No. That's sounding like Aguero. 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 Yes. So, um, you know, we have have a a pretty big holiday coming up, Memorial Day. Um, And it's a holiday that a lot of times we get confused. I, I say we. I'm not talking about we, as in Luis and I. It's one that's commonly confused, and you can see this on Facebook. You can see this. I've seen businesses that have this on there. Um, bear in mind, when it comes to Memorial Day, we're not talking about necessarily those who have served currently or have served in the past. Memorial Day is a day that we remember those who have sacrificed everything for the protection, the safety, and the freedoms of our country, those that have paid the ultimate sacrifice in order to ensure that people like you and I can have these conversations freely, listen to these podcasts, record these podcasts, you know, live your day-to-day freedoms as we enjoy them now, you know, and, and I say freedoms. Right now with the whole COVID-19, you know, there's sometimes... About the ones being taken away. <laughs> right. There's sometimes whether we question whether those freedoms are actually in existence or not, um, especially if you see crazy stuff like, you know, the governor of Michigan. You want to talk about overstepping boundaries or something like that? That's that's a crazy one. And if you're listening to this podcast and you have no idea what I'm talking about, simply type in COVID-19 Michigan governor, and I'm sure there's there's plenty of educational resources that will pop up. But bear that in mind. Memorial Day is there to memorialize those who have paid the ultimate sacrifice to protect and preserve our freedoms throughout the years. So when you do celebrate that day, as we should celebrate that on a day-to-day basis. And when I say celebrate, I I don't mean, hey, have a big party and and a bunch of fun or anything like that. I'm just saying we should be conscious of those who have done everything it takes and and sacrificed everything in order to allow us to remain free. You know, Memorial Day is something that should come around all the time. But as you enjoy your weekend and as you enjoy your your time out on the lake and your time, you know, maybe drinking a couple drinks or barbecuing or whatever, be sure to be safe out there. Keep your six foot apart from your people, <laughs> unless it's people you reside with. So, just wash your ass; you'll be fine. Right, wash your hands. You know, stay clean, and and that's kind of it's kind of funny that you bring that up. The whole COVID thing, you know, I don't think that we've done a podcast where we've addressed kind of the different things that we have to do. For example, here in the state of Tennessee, we have a form that we have to fill out every single day, which has questions like. Have you um, have you sneezed? Sneeze, coughed, diarrhea. Any contact with like, uh, anybody that that has had tested positive for COVID? I mean, just all kinds of stuff. And there's an overstepping of boundaries. Excuse me, in my opinion, when it comes to that, because those are things that um, you know it's it's your private business. Right. You know, I mean, if you're sick, yeah, stay at home. I mean, what if I, you know, I have aller, you know, I have allergies, right? You have allergies. Mm-hmm. Um, what if I go out one night and drink, and the next day I have diarrhea? Or what if you have aches and pains from drinking too yeah, much? Yeah, or aches and pains from drinking too much. Drink some some cheap tequila. Yeah. Or what if what if you have IBS? Oh, yeah. oh now you have to disclose that you have IBS to your employer. Well, it's, it's no. just an it's an so overstepping. What you do is you just yeah. You, people are people are not going to answer honestly. Well, and I think that's a bigger hurdle to overcome than. You know, the, hey, if you don't feel well, stay home. You know, that's that's what PTO time and everything else is made for. And there should be separate inclusions for people that, you know, let's say I've used up my PTO time, but I have a legitimate sickness. You know, if we're, we're trying to stop the spread of COVID, then, hey, let's figure out a way to keep you at home versus, 
saying, hey, fill out this form. If you don't feel well, you know, we'll review or whatever the, the form is actually for. You know, I, I still don't understand the entire um, just behind it, you know, but and I don't want to dive too deep politically or anything like that. We're just fortunate from what we've had as a as a state, as a state of Tennessee, dude. When you look at some of these other states, like I talked to my my dad and, and see things that my family have posted, you know, and they live out in California. <laughs> you can only imagine the craziness that you see out there. I can only imagine the yeah. snitches there are. Oh, right. business exactly. is open. Got to close it down. Yep, yep. So, no. well, and, and you even have that here locally, though. You said you went to go get your haircut the other day. And they wouldn't allow you to go in the the haircutting yeah, place like, without oh, a have mask. To bring your own mask or purchase one. You can purchase one of ours. And right. I was like, you know what? You just lost my business. Right. I will not be getting my haircut now, and I haven't had my haircut in two months. Well, and bear in mind, those of you that are listening, we're not saying that. Hey, let's be reckless. Let's go out and cough and sneeze on everybody and not not be careful. But you know. If you're going to force a situation like that, like if you're a business that's operating and you have access to those masks, you know, what, what do you pay for a haircut? 40 bucks, 50 bucks, something like that? Well, it's quite a bit. Probably like yeah. 35 bucks, $40, yeah. So at, at that dollar amount, you know, build that into the price and just say, hey, we want to keep you safe. If, if you're going to be in here, here's a mask. You know, brand new, still in the package, whatever the case may be. Um, but, you know, I'm one of those believers that it's it's a choice whether or not you want to wear a mask. You know, I was all about the mask at first until I found out how big the Micron was. Right. And was like, wait, you're telling me that damn mask doesn't block it? Yeah. There's no point then. Well, did you see the post the other day? There was They were showing the difference of mask, and there was a guy that was doing drywall work, and he had on one of the masks. And you could see, because drywall, you know, it, it leaves stuff everywhere. You could see on his face where the drywall was stuck to his face after he was wearing a mask, you know, mm-hmm. so the drywall particles, which are much, much larger. Like, could you imagine if you saw COVID floating around like you would drywall particles? <laughs> Bro, I'd fucking run the, the other way. The world would be a lot safer <laughs> place, I'll tell you that much. So, but, um, you know, that's the thing. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, be safe, wash your hands. You know, I, I don't even know that the CDC knows exactly what it is that they're talking about when it comes to this, because initially it was touching hard surfaces that it would pass easily. And then they came out with something about two days ago where they said it doesn't pass as easy on hard surfaces as it does person to person, which that's something we know anyways. Person to person, you're more likely to get something from a sneeze or a handshake or something like that than you are a desk or a table. But there was a belief that if it lands on this hard surface, it can remain there for an extended period of time. I think at one point in time, the guidance was nine days. Like, could you imagine a a metal surface, a, a germ or virus remaining there for nine days well it didn't necessarily have me freaking out mm-hmm. but i tell you uh, my cleaning definitely upped oh yeah um i think that's across the board like everyone's like hey we're keeping things a little bit cleaner than we used to which is it it's okay you know and i know how you and i are where we'll enter into a restaurant even prior to all this and you look around and you're like oh you see I that you know there. Mm-hmm. That table right there is dirty or, or smell whatever. Smell that nasty water they just cleaned the table exactly. with? Exactly. We're changing tables. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and that, that falls into another thing. You know, when you talk about local businesses and kind of the way they have to survive, given the times, you know, the fact that the government s- stepped in and said shut it down. You know, small business owners were forced to shut down their doors and potentially put themselves out of business. You, you know, are. there's there's a lot of places that cannot sustain not being open for a couple of weeks at a time. And, and you have the naysayers that are sitting back and they say, well, well, why don't they have the money sitting aside to do that? Well, because there's all this feedback on, you know, let's take a restaurant, for example. You have food, 
You have food that's sitting in the freezer. You got electricity. You got um, lease on a lot of that equipment because nobody can afford to go out and spend eighty grand on a, a big, huge, you know, deep freeze or whatever it actually costs right out of the gate. So you have lease equipment there. You have staff on on deck. Um, you have rent. I mean, yeah, when you product you have to order product I mean, that's going bad. I mean, yeah. if you own a restaurant, and you've got a hundred pounds of chicken meat because that's how much you sell on a Saturday night, and that's all going to go bad. What are you going to do? You know. Um, and so the fact that there was those companies were forced to shut down initially, and restaurants had a little more leeway than some of the other companies, you know, as far as being able to do curbside pickup and things like well, that. That's what's sad, though, is that all the big time names, Target, yeah. Walmart, they stayed open. McDonald's, Lowe's, Lowe's, Lowe's was Home packed Depot. nonstop. I mean, yeah. What about what about all the people that don't have corporations? Right. That 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 rely on the um, the the local. They're local people. Well, and if you think about the handling of food, I mean, let's be realistic. The handling of food, if an individual is sick and handles your food and puts it in a bag and you pick it up curbside, the chance to spread that COVID-19 or any other germ is just as high when they hand you that box or hand you that bag and that, that box that your fries are in or, or the container that your ranch dressing is in or whatever it may be can still have whatever that disease or virus or whatever it is is, is still on there. So it's mm-hmm. not like it's it's created any any type of, you know, safety net or safety zone. Now, granted, people may be a little more conscious because they don't want their restaurant to have gotten somebody sick. But in the meantime, like you said, Walmart's open, Lowe's is open, Home Depot's open, Target's open, all the big corporations that can stand afloat anyways, you know. So and, and that's another thing. And it's something I don't want to dive too deep into, because as most of you know, that listen, this isn't a political podcast. But you look at the stimulus, you know, stimulus checks, um, the increase of unemployment. Let's talk about that. I mean, Bro, we're digging a rabbit hole here. We are. But I'm going to I'm going to just try to jog across the rabbit hole as opposed to dive into it. Um, you know, the money that's that's being given for unemployment. Like, look, I, I get it. If you make six hundred dollars a week and that's what you're used to and accustomed to making or whatever that dollar amount may be. And now you're laid off and the alternative was like $274 a week or something like that. I get that you're going to make more now because that's, you need to, Mm -hmm. you know, if you make $600 a week, that's what you have budgeted to be able to survive. And so that, that shortage of income is now being fulfilled with that stimulus. But let's talk about the opposite. Let's talk about the people that made $300 a week and now they're making $825 a week. You know, that's a, a large jump. And what incentive does that person have to return to work if they're making more money staying home. No. Now, there has been some guidance on that, and that is if you're offered your job back, you are to return back to work, um, or else you could lose access to that unemployment. But that's always been the case. That's normal. You know, back in the day, it was, oh, you're on unemployment. Um, when I lived in Iowa, you had to submit three places that you had applied to per week in order to maintain your records, and they audited that to some degree. So it's not like this is new guidance. So how do you track that? Okay. And then let's look at the other end. Let's look at the stimulus checks, the $1,200 or whatever it is, you know, X amount of dollars per person. Like I get that. Okay. I'm not saying everybody in the world deserves it because I know people that are self-employed that write off a bunch of stuff on their taxes that make a lot of money and they, they fall underneath that radar that, what was it? 76,000 a year or something like that. And so now they're running a successful business and they just got a stimulus check too. You know, I didn't get one. <laughs> I didn't get one either. But I'm on some of these trading forums, these these stock trading forums and things like that. And there's people like, hey, I just got my $3,600 stimulus check. What stock should I buy? 
And I'm like, golly, you know, you got people yeah. out there starving. Stick you up know? your savings account. Hold on to it. Uh, it help somebody. How about yeah. that? Yeah. You know, if Definitely. if I got a $3,600 check that hits my account, the first thing I'm going to do is figure out how I can help feed hungry kids. You know, at the end of the day, children in this world are in a situation where sometimes going to school is the only time they get a full square meal. And then when they leave, you know, a lot of these schools have these bags that they'll slide in the kid's backpack. This way they have food to get them over the weekend or get them by the evening or something like that. So with these kids not being able to go to school, there's a lot that are going hungry. And if I have an extra $3,600 laying around, guess what? We're going to see how we can feed some people as opposed to, you know, that, that money sitting in my bank account or whatever else, you know, that some people are doing with it. But those are the people we need to be concerned with, you know, and that's something that we engaged with. And I won't dive deep into it because it's not important to the listeners what we've done to help the community. But, you know, getting involved, if you're in a fortunate situation to where maybe you can afford some extra things or maybe your your cabinet's got some canned goods that you haven't eaten in a while or something like that, take them down to your local food bank, you know, and give people an opportunity that may be under true hardship. Because keep in mind, we, and when I say we, I mean, Luis and I, we're very fortunate and blessed to be in a position where we're still able to work and still able to earn an income, you know, on a day-to-day basis, where there's a lot of people that are dying to go back to work. People that literally, like, if you said tomorrow, hey, your job's back open, they would jump and, and they'd be there two hours early because this is their means and their way to support and feed their family. You know, so keep that in mind. When we're looking around and we're thinking about how how good we have it or even how bad we have it, right now there's, there's multiple people in this, well, I say multiple people in this world, there's hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people in this world that would do whatever they could to go back, you know, do whatever they could to support their family. So um, give a little bit of grace to people. You know, maybe now is the time to pay it forward a little bit to some people. Um, I know one good thing that, that Zach down there at Simper Sliders, they do, is you can basically leave money there for like a first responder. So like if a police officer shows up later, you know, you have bought their meal, even though you're not present when they're there. Um, to receive the meal. And you shouldn't have to be present. No one needs a, a, a pat on the back for buying somebody a meal. You know, um, Grecian Pizza here in Spring Hill, that's another big thing they do. They'll take gift cards and take them down to the well and donate those gift cards for families who need food, yeah, you know. Nice. So get out there and get intentional. If you got some extra money laying around, if you got some extra food laying around, something like that, go out and buy a gift card. Go out and, and take your canned goods down to your local food bank. You know, a lot of people, a lot of hard times right now. Also, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, remember the difference between Memorial Day and Veterans Day. Um, I can't speak for myself, but but I would ask you this question. I would assume it's almost offensive on Memorial Day, knowing that you've lost friends and, and people that you're close to throughout the years. Um, I'm assuming it's semi-offensive if someone comes up and says, thank you for your service on a day that's used to memorialize people that mm-hmm. have been lost. I guess it's all how you want to control yourself, though, at the end of it. I mean, lots of people don't, like you said, lots of people don't understand what the day is. Right. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I guess I've I've become accustomed to it to where people say, thank you for your service. And, you know, I say, you're welcome or no problem or something. And I try not to. I don't know. I just brush it off. Don't glamorize it or anything like that. You accept it and and keep moving. I mean, I I totally understand that. Those of you that take it personal. Yeah. Try not to. Right. Well, and, and that's... thank you and then move on. Right. Or or take it as an opportunity to educate. Mm. You know, maybe maybe say thanks and, hey, j- just to let you know, you know, here's the difference between the two. Yeah. Um, there was a meme I saw not too long ago. Well, I say not too long ago. This was a couple of years back. 
and it wasn't a meme, it was a comic. You know how how some of the artists put like politically uh, or political comics and stuff together. Mm-hmm. And it has um it had a family grilling and the son says, Dad, how much did all this cost? And and the comic is split and it shows one of the national cemeteries. And the dad's response was, um, more than you'll ever know or something. I, I can't remember the exact terminology or what exactly he said. But looking at it, I mean, it pops up on that TV in there. You know how I have it scrolling through the different uh, pictures? Because that was one of the most uh, impactful comics that I'd seen related to Memorial Day ever. And so, you know, it's something that I share every year because I feel that it's a reminder of what it is that that we're um, celebrating. So anyways, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Luis and I are going to go out and spread some freedom seeds, right? Oh, yeah. Go out and some targets. Go out and have a little fun. And, and, you know, we've been working hard. We've been doing our part to give back to uh, people and doing our part to help people leverage their their equity in order to overcome some of their debt and things like that. So we're going to go celebrate a little bit, let off some steam, and then hit our weekend. So I hope everyone that's listening has a, a great weekend, and we'll talk to you soon.